Somebody once said, we are family. I got all my sisters with me. And that's somebody lied. Because in the words of Jennifer Williams, it's not feeling very much like a sisterhood. And I would like to talk about it. Today's episode is all about family. Because y'all swear up and down that just because they blood, that we got to fuck with them. And I'm ready to not only fuck y'all up for instilling that in society, but deprogram all that fuck shit and reveal the key players that have heavily influenced this gorgeous human being that I am today. Because before there was Aubrey, there was Sky. So, let's start there. supposed to be our safe place very often it's the place where we find the deepest heartache Iyanla Benzant so when it comes to like families I feel like we could really go on and on and on like we could really really go on and on and talk about this topic like there's so many fucking different families that have been so influential not only like within the world and pop culture and black culture black media like I feel like there's just so many people that we could fucking cover, but I'd be remiss if we did not fucking start with covering the Kardashians, like the most hated, the most notorious family of them all. For whatever reason, every time the Kardashians are on screen, y'all fucking get your panties routed to a bunch. Like, I, I just will never understand it. It's like y'all truly, truly hate the Kardashians. Now, if you don't know who the Kardashians are, like, let's say you living under a fucking rock or maybe for background details, bitch, I don't fucking know. But if you don't know who the Kardashians are, basically they are this famous what are they white italian uh uh peru they, they something they something i know they they white but not not really white they like a like they something they something right but you have robert kardashian that used to be a lawyer right and then he married chris jenna they broke up and then chris i believe got with caitlin jenna who used to be bob jenna. what the fuck what was his name he used to be something used to be bruce okay and then you know then you got kim kardashian who had the little sex tape okay that made the family quote-unquote famous with ray j and then you got chloe who was really oj's daughter like it's a lot that's going on with that family but as much as we could really sit here and shit talk them, okay? This ain't the one about the Kardashians, but as much as we could really sit here and shit talk them, I don't want to do that because to me, they are like the number one most notorious family I've ever seen, at least in my lifetime. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know a lot of people hate them. I know a lot of people hate the way that they move. I know a lot of people hate the way that, you know, they they do certain things and they take from the... Like, listen... 
maybe we do need to do one about the one about Kardashians, okay? Because a lot of shit that y'all believe in and that y'all practicing, y'all preach, it's, it's fucking bullshit. It's, it's illusions. And I just, will, I just will never fucking understand it. Like, there's a difference between appreciation and appropriation. And I feel like, yeah, there are times where, okay, it could be appropriating, but it teeters on appreciation. And given how impactful the Kardashians are, a lot of the times when they are doing certain things, even if it's appropriation for them, it cre- it does create some sort of culture. And I don't know why, as black people, we feel like we have to gatekeep that word, culture. But the Kardashians are very notorious for creating culture or create pop culture at the very fucking least, right? So even if it stems from black culture and, um, you know, it's starting off as appropriation, there are some things that, that do generally um, end up happening in a good way. But that's not the head of because, like I said, this is not the one about the Kardashians. It's more so about their family dynamic, right? Love them or hate them. Them bitches stick together. You know what I'm saying? Love them and hate them. Them bitches stick together. And if you ask anybody in black culture, it's like, oh, that's all the Kardashians do is they they take a piece of black culture. They find a black man. They they chew him the fuck out. And then they spit him back out into the world. And then, you know, they they produce another reality show, produce another season from that. And da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Okay, listen, I'm not here to argue y'all down about that. Again, we can do that in a separate episode. But you have to admit that their family dynamic and the way that they truly stick together is remarkable. And I feel like low key, that's one of the reasons that black culture is so bothered by them. Again, I'm not here to negate their controversies, at least not on this episode, but if we're going to be fucking honest, we don't know many families like the Kardashians. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we don't know families that stick together. A lot of us has, have grown up in single-parent households, you know. Um, a lot of us have have toxic family members. Like, it, it's so many different ways that we could look at it. And I'm not saying that these are things that are just exclusive to buy... Uh, what, what was I about to say? BIPOC? Like, this is not exclusive to, like, black or queer or people of... Like, but what I'm saying is a lot of us don't know what that looks like. We We... We've never really had that type of family dynamic. And so when you watch somebody like a Kim go through controversy and then all the sisters are there for her, even though they could have just been fighting two episodes ago. And then you have Chris, uh, Chris Jenner, the mom that is, you know, always there to turn a scandal around. And like when you really sit and break this shit down, it's fucking remarkable. It's fucking impressive. And you're really like, wow, like it really makes you think of like, seriously, like if you just ever just sat and thought again, controversies aside, put your trauma and bullshit to the side, put your feelings about the Kardashians, put all of that shit to the side and literally just look at how they move as a family, how they move as a unit. That's something that a lot of us have not been able to identify with. I, me, certainly, I know I have not been able to identify with that. And just, you know, again, seeing that, you know, on television, seeing that in the media, I think it's a, a beautiful fucking thing. I, I do. Um, again, like with black culture, we grew up watching these sitcoms and things like that. But if it wasn't like, you know, the Huxtables or I know for me, like the Parkers, that was one of my, um, you know, favorite shows that I would watch where the dynamic just between Nikki and Kim was every fucking thing it was it was every fucking thing you know like I it reminded me um so much of like my relationship kind of like with my mother except like when we were good you know what I'm saying which we'll get into you know further into this episode or whatever um jumping ahead a little bit you know I tend to do that because listen bitch listen we just starting out 
I'm not used to just talking through, like, get ready with me style. I'm not used to this shit yet. So, we just going to jump all over the motherfucking place, okay? But still try to have some bit of structure. But when you look at the Kardashians, they represent family, right? When you look at people like the Kardashians, they represent family. Um, When you look at people like the Smiths, they represent some type of family, right? Now, granted, when it comes to Will and Jada, they have, like, a lot of controversies, like, you know... It has been rumored for fucking years that, you know, Will and Jada had an open marriage and they were sleeping around and this, that, and a third. And, you know, then it didn't help that over the years, you know, Willow became a singer and Jada was, you know, acting in movies and shit. So, you know, at first we thought it was cute, but then as they started getting teenagers and, you know, people started calling the family weird and, and their choices and actions weird. And then a couple of years ago when August came out, that just made shit like entanglements and it just... It put the world in a fucking frenzy. So by the time Will Smith got onto that stage and smacked the shit out of Jada, which <laughs> that should be a podcast episode on its own, on its own. But by the time Will had got onto that stage and smacked Jada, it was like everybody was just so confused because we had had this image that we had upheld of the Smiths, and we're like, oh my god, but they're this perfect family and they have the perfect marriage, right? And even though the Smiths turned out to be a much more controversial, uh, well, more of like a, a different controversial, you know, compared to Kardashians, right? And even though, again, we never really know what's truly going on behind people's closed doors, we upheld this image of the Smiths, especially, you know, being black. We have this image of the Smiths that we held in our minds. And so when we saw anything less than that, it fucked with us. It fucked with us, right? And like I've told y'all, this podcast is all about trauma and how there's trauma and everything. And and just even being bothered by the Smiths not upholding this image, this idea of them that we've created within our minds. That comes from somewhere. That comes from somewhere. But hold on to that, right? So speaking of, you know, black family specifically and black dynamics, we didn't really have someone to cling to. Hence why for me, it's like, oh, the Kardashians and hence why for a lot of, you know, a lot of black culture, it's like, oh, the Smiths, right? Now, when you have somebody as controversial as the Kardashians or you have, you know, um, I guess you could say equally as controversial, the Smiths, it's like, okay, then you might want to start looking towards, you know, uh, fan fiction, right? You might want to start looking at TV shows or movies. And then, you know, even once we started talking sitcoms, it's like, who were the best families, right? And for me, my wife and kids, my wife and kids. I feel like there is no better family dynamic than my wife and kids. Like, I love me some Nikki and Kim Parker. Love love me some them hands down, even though they were problematic. Love me some them hands down because that's one of my favorite shows. But so was my wife and kids. And that to me was just chef's kiss. Because not only was the show funny as fuck, and every single character held their own. That's another thing, too. They just embodied a family. You know, a family dynamic. You had the the husband, right? Traditional 
tradition well depending on who you ask traditional but traditional roles traditional family right traditional suburban family um you had the husband that would go to work and provide right and then you had the mother who um you know decided to have you know the three kids and a picket fence and you know had gained a lot of weight and decided to give up on her dreams to support her man and her family and then eventually is trying to go back right then you have the three kids you got the older son you know, who seems to be, you know, more of like an athlete, more of like a, a well, all the kids were slow, honestly. <laughs> the only kid that wasn't slow was Katie. And that's because, you know, her boyfriend, Franklin. Okay. But, you know, because uh, I was going to say Junior was kind of slow because Junior was definitely slow. But Junior and, um, what was her name? Claudia? Chloe? Claire. Yeah. Junior and Claire, they were both slow. Okay. I, listen, I don't know what went wrong with the jeans with them, but they were both fucking slow. But my point is, is that you had this suburban family. That was literally the idea of what a family was supposed to look like, I guess, or supposed to embody, like when it comes to like American values and American dreams. Like, that's why I say it wasn't really necessarily like a black thing. Yes, it was a black family and technically a black sitcom, but it, it wasn't stereotypically what I've seen it wasn't anything of what I've witnessed if anything it was more so of what has always been preached um to me through tv shows and sitcoms and movies or in school about what an American family looks like right you have the provider you have the nurturer you have you know the three kids you know and you you make sure that you know you have at least one boy that's the oldest then you have one girl and then maybe you know another boy and girl or twins or or a dog or you know you get your little white picket fence in your little you know nice suburban area and then you know that's the American dream right like that is what has been shoved down our throats for so long Right. Pretty much all of my life. Like I can't speak for y'all, but pretty much all of my life, that was what was shoved down my throat. That was the American dream. A husband, a wife, a nurturer, a provider, three kids, a dog and a white picket fence. That was the American dream. That was your American family. That's another reason why I kind of appreciated the Parkers and looking at Nikki and Kim's relationship, because that was a different type of family. That was a different type of family that I wasn't used to, a different type of family dynamic, right? Because for those that's not familiar with the Parkers, you have, first of all, it was a spinoff of Moesha, which was problematic on its own. Okay, Moesha was very problematic. Listen, the one about sitcoms, we can argue all day, bitch, okay? But when it came to the Parkers, not only was it a funny-ass show, but it related so much to black culture, you know what I mean? Because you had this single mother who... Once again, it's like it's almost like this running kind of gag, this running kind of theme, um, not only with black women, but just in America, period, where the woman has to give up something or, um, you know, it's like, you know, we as humans, we wear our pain as a badge of honor. And it you guys really need to unpack that. And by the end of this episode, you're going to see why it's so fucking problematic. OK, but you, again, here's another situation where you have this woman who is deciding, OK, I have this decision. I want motherhood. I want to become a mother. So I'm just going to give up my dreams in order to make sure that I not only birth this child, but I'm able to raise this child, which is extremely fucking problematic. And we'll get to that, but it's extremely fucking problematic. And I'm totally against shit like that. But 
at the time, you know, I'm a little kid. I don't know any better. This is all I know. And so I'm saying, oh, my God. Okay. Ooh, you know, a mother and a kid. And then the show was funny as fuck. And then, too, a lot of Kim and Nikki's relationship reminded me of me and my mother's, right? Like, they argued the same way that we did. They got along the same way that we did. They was damn near the same fucking person, but so opposite, so polar opposite. It was just like, it just reminded me of my relationship with my mother, right? But it was almost like escapism for me, where it was like, oh, <laughs> this is what it could be. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when it's good, it's good. And even when it's bad, here's a lighter version of the terror that you're actually experiencing. You know, if I pretend that the terror that I'm experiencing is actually this lighthearted shit that I'm seeing on TV, maybe that'll make me feel better about our relationship. Maybe that'll make me feel better about our dynamic. And again, the show was funny as fuck, so... You know, it was it was still one of my favorite fucking shows, but again, compared to everything else, compared to the Smiths, the Kardashians, my wife and kids with uh, Michael and Jay, that whole family dynamic between you know just a single mother and, and their child, that was different. That was different, and it definitely spoke to me. Right now, growing up, there are memories that I do have. There are memories that I have. Like, there there were good times. A lot of bad. <laughs> but there were good. There were some good. Um, my family took a lot of vacations. A lot of vacations. Like, we were the type to vacation every, every single year. And what we would do is that we would not take a... Because every, every family's different, right? Some families don't even have the luxury of traveling. And so no matter how broke we were, you know, no matter how bad things got, that is one thing that I can say that I appreciate about my family is that we always made sure to do something. You know what I'm saying? Because, and I'm, I'm such a firm believer of that. I'm such a firm believer of, you know, you work hard, you go through enough shit in life. At some point, you have to reward yourself. You know what I'm saying? You have to. You have to. And thank God for the fucking vacations that we took because <laughs> the terror that would often occur within my family, like who knows how much worse it could have been had there not been those moments of reflection and, and, and whatnot, right? But I do appreciate the fact that we took a lot of vacations and we took vacations every single year. And usually it would be like this one main big ass vacation that we would take um, for about a week or two. At the end of August. It was always the end of August. And we did that for two reasons. We did that, one, because mm-hmm, it was my cousin's birthday around that time. <laughs> okay. And two, also because that is when school was starting back up and my mother was a teacher. And then obviously you have the kids going back to school. And it's just like, you know, you do whatever you're going to do all, all summer long. You know, usually my mother was working summer school throughout the, you know, throughout the year. Not that throughout the year, but throughout the uh, summer summer year. And so it was just like, okay, we all got to go back to school in September. Anyways, so, you know, why not go on vacation? And then that way, you know, we could come back refreshed, you know, had that little couple of days in between. And then, boom, like, you, like, you know, it kind of made sense. That's the way that they worked it out, right? And so we would take a vacation every single year. We would always go on a cruise, you know. And so when people ask me, like, have you been in this place? Have you been in that place? And it's just like... I feel like I've been everywhere as far as the Caribbean. I've pretty much been everywhere because when you cruise, I don't know if y'all know how this works, but when you cruise, when you go on a cruise ship, because <laughs> we're going to talk about the one about cruising and then the one about gay cruise. Listen, 
listen, we're not going to jump the gun. We're not going to jump the gun. But we're talking about cruise ships, right? When we're talking about cruise ships, you know, you're talking about getting on a boat for however many days, right? We would usually try to do no less than five, no more than 13, 14, right? Like seven to like 13 was like our, our safe spot, right? And so you get in this boat and everything's all inclusive, you know, unlimited food, unlimited drinks, um, as far as soft drinks, right? Some some cruise ships, they offer a package where you could get unlimited alcohol or like they have like different like, you know, things like different perks and whatnot. Right. But the main point is, you know, unlimited food, unlimited soft beverages. Um, You're on this boat locked in with a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of amenities, spas, pools, clubs, casinos, you know. And um, yeah, you're just at sea for however many days. And then, you know, you have your like couple of days at sea and between each port day and port days are basically when you go to travel to different cities, different countries, different destinations. Right. And so because we travel so frequently every single year, that's how I was able to rack up on, you know, me travel. Like I was doing it since I was born. You know what I mean? Like that was just something that they already had going. I guess that's a tradition that my mother and my aunt had decided to do. And so, you know, like I, that's all I knew every summer. Like, okay, where are we going? We're going to Jamaica and Aruba and Puerto Rico and Diyar. Like, you know, there's nothing to be going to like five different countries every summer, right? Because cruising made it possible. Okay. So eventually I want to say it had to be like shortly after my grandfather passed. That's when my grandmother started coming on to the cruise ships and that definitely changed the dynamic. It was fun at first because, you know, my grandmother wouldn't really travel with us. But then when you have to, listen, my, my family was full of characters, okay? So you just have to understand that just one person being there or one person not being there, that completely changes dynamics of the trips, okay? So, you know, I it went from being, like, the older that I got and the more that I came into me, the vacations were still fun, but definitely... And we'll definitely dive deeper about this when I go into the one about cruise ships. Um, because like, I, like I've already said it multiple times, there's trauma in everything and there's a story in everything. And I can very specifically remember the year that I made, that I started making a lot of money on YouTube. I'll never forget it. It was August 2016. And I knew that we were going on a cruise ship and I was like, wow, this is, mind you, I've been a self-entrepreneur all my life and usually by the time it came time to go on vacations, I always had to quit my job early. Always had to. Like, even if I had a summer job, I would have to let them know, like, hey, I'm going to be going, da 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 um, Or usually if I had money, it wasn't really much. It was just, you know, like, maybe like $100, maybe like 200 da 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 August 2016, this was, this was the first time that I had a shit ton of money. Like, a shit ton of money. Like, by this point, I'm popping on YouTube. Mind you, I had started YouTube October 2015. Um, Started doing reviews on, like, January. Started doing story times on, like, March, April 2016. And by August 2016, I at least must have went on that cruise ship with, like, three to $5,000. You know what I'm saying? And again, I'm somebody that, that came from nothing. Okay? Everything that I've gotten, I've worked my ass off for. Okay? I did not... Like, when you want to talk about self-made self-made right here okay self-fucking-made and so this is the first you know vacation let alone cruise ship that i'm going on where i don't have to worry about a thing are you fucking kidding me what get it all get it all i want it all opulence i deserve everything right because 
while vacationing was fun, you know, because we always made it work. My family was very cheap, very cheap, um, very cheap. And so earlier when I was mentioning how I appreciate the fact that, yes, okay, you know, you work all year long. Yes, you deserve a vacation. You take one. I appreciate that. But again, they're very frugal and very cheap. And for me, I'm somebody that, well, first of all, I'm a Taurus sun. <laughs> Taurus sun, Capricorn rising, Taurus moon. Okay. Taurus moon, third house, Taurus uh, sun, fourth house. Okay. Uh, Capricorn rising, first house. Like, I am somebody who is very earthy, very material. Not really materialistic, but I like luxury. I like comfort. Um, and it's things that I'm I'm learning about myself now because I'm not the Prada girl. I am not the go buy the labels and da-da-da-da-da. But if I want it, I'm going to get it. And it's just that simple. If I want it, I'm going to get it. It's just that simple. And see, here's where that caused problems with my family. Because, yeah, we would go on vacations and shit like that, but very frugal. Very cheap. And even as an adult now, especially with this series, I'm sure you guys are going to see me unpacking and learning things literally as I'm talking and, and I'm saying it and I'm realizing like, oh shit, that's where that comes from. Because even right now in a second, I'm like, oh yeah, that's where my frugalness comes from. Because yeah, we would go on vacations. Yeah, we would go to Disney. Yeah, we would do this, that, and a third. But it was always very cheap. Always very, it wasn't like we, we, we on a cruise ship and we in a balcony, we in a top suite, we in a, no, it's, we taking the cheapest plane ticket, we get in the cheapest hotel room, we get in a da 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 like always like bottom of the barrel type shit. And I was actually, I was about to give a disclaimer about that, but honestly, I don't give a fuck. If you broke and you can't afford, listen, baby, maybe someday you'll come up in life. Okay. Listen, right now I'm broke and I can't afford, but I'm not going to sugarcoat what shit was. Yeah, should we, should we have been grateful that we was on trips and shit? Okay. Ain't nobody talking about gratitude right now. We're talking about the fact that when it came to vacations, when it came to a time of treating yourself, it was almost like, because now as an adult, looking back at it, it's almost like, yes, go ahead and, and take some self-care or go ahead and take time out for you, but not too much. And you got to be careful with messaging. You have to be very careful with messaging because not only was that the situation that was going on, that is kind of what would be said, right? And so that's why when I finally got my YouTube off the ground and I had money and I could afford to, you know, like, because again, we're talking about cheapest room, cheapest, so yes, I had fun on vacations. Yes, I was very grateful. Yes, we're not talking about gratitude. We're not talking about happiness. We're not talking about fun. We're not talking about that. We're talking about somebody who just wants an even better experience. Nothing wrong with wanting that. Nothing wrong with wanting that. Nothing wrong with wanting to treat yourself, right? Nothing wrong with not wanting to pay out of your pocket for liquor when everybody else has a fucking liquor pass and you sitting here spending $300. Like, you know what I mean? Like, nothing wrong with that. And so by the time it came time for me to have money, on this one vacation, August in 2016, I was so excited. So fucking excited. Mind you, this is a family who... And as we get deeper into this episode, you'll understand. But this is a family who never really uplifted me or made me feel like anything or basically made me feel like shit, made me feel like a bum. So we're talking about my glow up year where 
I'm finally on top. I'm seeing the most money I've ever made. Mind you, I've been through a thousand countless jobs and and everybody's looking at me. When you going to get a job? When you going to da 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 Mind you, I have Scorpio in my 10th house, Pluto Scorpio at that. So it's like double Scorpio in my 10th house of career. So I'm very private about what I do. Um, 10th house square is your fourth house of home. So, you know, you're very private about home and public life and all of that. And so it's not like I was very vocal about what I was doing. They knew that I was doing some online work. They had seen maybe some hair videos, da, 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 but they didn't know I was rolling in money like that. So by time vacation comes around and they're doing their usual cheap shit, I'm a tourist. I like my comfort. So, oh, let me see the cheap tickets that we got. Yeah, um, can y'all go ahead and upgrade the, the first class? Can y'all go ahead and... <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And it wasn't on no boss type shit. It wasn't on no to make any... If Listen, if anybody was going to make anybody feel bad, it should have been me making everybody feel bad because the way that up until that point and even after that point, I was called a bum all my life or made to feel like a bum, made to feel like a monster, made to feel like I was never going to be shit. So, listen, when, when I finally got a fucking bag and we on vacation, you're damn right I'm not just accepting any fucking thing. Okay, yeah. You might have paid for me to come. and da-da-da. Okay, that's cute. Matter of fact, I, I think I even paid that year. I think I might have even had to pay because it was like, no, you got it. But I say all of that to say, with this being the first year where I finally had money, my experiences were a little bit different. Because I wanted to elevate my, my vacation experience. You know what I'm saying? I feel like a, an adult now. I feel like I'm not just here because of mommy. I'm here because I got it. I, I'm here and I can buy a bottle without having to ask my mother for it or worrying if that's going to happen to her budget for the weekend. Like, I I had it. And so I was going to get it by any means. And the jealousy started. The jealousy started. The jealousy started. The envy started. Um, It's crazy how... Y'all sit and y'all preach about how blood is sticking in water, but then these are the first motherfuckers that talk shit about you when you come up. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't like I, I like at that time to me, it, it was a very big deal that I was coming up and making six thousand dollars a month. But when you have a billionaire mindset, when you already have in your mind, like, yeah, I'm cute on YouTube right now, but the goal is to travel the world, be an international pop star. I'm trying to be a billionaire. I'm looking at this shit as shum change, even if it is the most that I've ever made in my life. Like, I'm looking at it like that. But see, when you start becoming envious of your own family members, especially the one who you've made to feel like a bum, said was I never going to be shit. Said wasn't going to have anything in life. Said was always going to be stuck at, 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 at their mother's place. And when you... Of course, I'm going to live my life and, and, and experience greatness as much as I can that week. And that got under some people in my family's skin. One in particular, definitely my mother, who was also begging me for money the entire week. The entire week. And I'll, ne- I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Because I'm not someone who... And this is why I've gotten fucked over in a lot of friendships. Hashtag the one about friendships, okay? Because I'm not somebody who, like I said, I'm is materialistic. Like, I'm very earthy. Yes, I have a lot of earth energy. Yes. But Taurus Sun, Taurus Moon, Fourth House. Like, I'm, I'm more about sentimental value and, like, you know, I don't place value into money. Like, that's not what makes me happy. 
what makes me happy is what that money can do. Meaning like the experiences that come out of that. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't about being in the highest balcony and, 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 you know, buying out the bar for everybody. Da, da, da. But even if I did, bitch, it would be less about the money and more about the memories that that's being created. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not somebody who is very stingy. I will give you my last dollar and the fucking pennies that I, that I see on the floor. That's how I am. And again, we have to think about 2016 where this is a time where I'm still very caught up in the thick of it. Tried to move out already. Didn't work. Now I'm popping. And now, you know, I had believe I had just bought a car. So I'm in the thick of, you know, paying a car note. Yeah, I had just bought a car, which is neither here nor there. Because I don't want to stay too stuck on this one subject when we have so many more to cover. But I had just bought a car. And so, you know, I'm feeling like an adult. I'm feeling like da 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 But at the same time, if you need it, I got it. Just ask. And so it wasn't just a matter of asking. It was like, okay, you ask, da, 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 and I'm like, okay, cool. Let me wait for, you know, because we don't get paid until like the 21st. So if we on vacation from like the 16th to like the 25th, whatever I have from the 16th to the 21st, that's coming from the month before or whatever money I made outside of getting paid because we only get paid monthly. So I believe it was something to that effect of, listen, I don't mind helping you out. I don't mind giving you some money, even though you only asking me because, okay, whatever. Whatever, right? That's your mother. Okay, whatever. I don't mind helping you out, but at the same time, relax. Relax. Because the person you said who ain't ever going to be shit do not get paid until the 21st, okay? And the 21st falls on the weekend, so now that means I got to wait till the 23rd. So just relax. Don't hound me for it. I'll give it to you when I give it to you. Okay, I already said yeah. And it ain't something that I owed you. It's just something that, you know, I was going to do out of kindness of my heart. But it was little things like that. And then after I give the money, you know, I'm having fun on the rest of the vacation. And then, you know, I, I'll just never forget. Because this was the year that we had went to Puerto Rico. Well, we, f- we flew to Puerto Rico. So this was a very big deal because my mother was afraid of heights. So, you know, this is the first time she caught a plane. And we flew to Puerto Rico and we caught the cruise out of there. And... You know, I'm, I'll just never forget how envious my family was and how it was probably at least like 10, 12, 15 of us. I don't, I don't remember. It was a lot of us. And i never forget how my mother and my aunt made sure that everybody's flights and shit were booked. Except mine's. And here's the thing. I like to drink a lot. And my family loves to gossip and nag a lot. And so while vacations would be fun, especially the older that I got, we would do adult things, meaning me and the younger kids, we would do adult things like drink, club every night, drink all day, party all night. That's what the fuck we would do. And we would wake up late. And, you know, the older that we got and the more that we would do that, that would annoy the older generations in the family. That would annoy my mother, my aunt. And so they would complain about shit like that. And so needless to say, without going too deep, this was a vacation where I had gotten alcohol poisoning. Like I had very bad, like I I had never gotten alcohol poisoning in my life. Like I was a pro to drink. I've been drinking since I was like 12. But this was the first time where I had ever gotten severe alcohol poisoning to the point of damn near death. And I did not want to make a big deal about it. Again, knowing how my family nags. 
I didn't want, and they had already been nagging all week. I did not want to make a big deal about it. And then at the same time, when you come from a toxic family that nags and is on you and and all of that, you don't want to be around that energy, especially not with no fucking alcohol poisoning, where you literally feel like you're about to die. So I'll never forget, we got off that cruise. And that morning, that last morning where it was time to get off the cruise and we got back to the dock, I realized something's not right. That's when I realized I have alcohol poisoning. So when we get to the hotel, mind you, again, my family's very cheap. It was a whole bunch of us, okay? You got me, my mother, you got my brother, my sister, my brother's girlfriend, my nephew, my aunt, my grandmother, my cousin. They got like 25 fucking kids, his baby mother, like it's a whole bunch of us. But what did I say earlier? Very cheap. So all, of course, all of us is bunched up in one room, if not two. You think I want to deal with all of these motherfucking personalities after dealing with this whole fucking week and everything that ha- you think the last fucking thing that I want to do is sit here with alcohol poisoning. Bitch, I don't even care if I had a had a fucking attitude. I don't care if it was a headache. Last thing I want to do is sit here with a fucking alcohol alcohol poisoning. Last thing I want to do is sit here with alcohol poisoning up in a room with 10 motherfucking people and you sitting here nagging. What's wrong? Why you in bed all day? What's wrong with you? Da, 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 da. See, you drink too much. You're going to end up just like your father, a fucking alcoholic. That's the last motherfucking thing I'm going to do. So what did I do? I took my, I took my motherfucking money, got up my coins together because, you know, responsible me at the time. Mm-hmm. I love that for me. Responsible me at the time. Still had a little bit of coin left over. And so... I saw that they had booked a room and I said, how much is a room, y'all? I went up to the front desk. I was like, how much is a room? Okay, let me let me book my own room because I mm, I can't. Y'all, mm, no. No, especially since I needed to sleep. Like, I had fucking alcohol poisoning. I needed to, I could barely eat. Sprite was the only thing that really worked. Sprite was the only, only thing that really works, which I swear by. Sprite is a hangover cure, y'all. If y'all ever have hangovers, just drink a liter of Sprite. I promise y'all. I promise y'all. Sprite was the only thing that fucking worked for me throughout the whole entire vacation. That's how I knew it would work for my alcohol poisoning, which I was surprised that it did because, listen, but when I say I was drunk 24-7 throughout that cruise, like, it hadn't, I've never in my life to this day had it that bad. But, um, yeah, I just needed a room to sleep, get over, da-da-da. And because of all of that, when it was time to check out the next morning, mind you, throughout the night, throughout the night, I'm calling to figure out, oh, my, like, what, what, like, what everybody about to eat and da 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 I don't know. I don't know. Big boss, big boss. You the boss, bitch. You got your own room. Like, very much all of that. And if you can't tell by now, if you can't tell by now, the women in my, my family are very male-identified and very much, you're, you're, I hate other women type like they don't realize it, but they are, you know what I mean? And even though I did not grow up as a woman, because obviously I didn't transition until 2019. I still have that energy, that feminine energy. Right. And so it was all of that all night. Uh, <laughs> what you mean, boss, bitch? Like what you what you mean? What you mean? You're a boss. You got it. You'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. <laughs> And so imagine my surprise when the next day I wake up and they like, yeah, everybody meeting downstairs at 12. We about to get into, you know, the van or whatever. And we all going to get into the van. And they like, oh, so did you get your ticket back home? Like, da 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 da. And I'm like, and they like, yeah, like you, you, you ain't got your transportation back to the airport. You ain't got your, 
Patty. Patty. <laughs> Patty. <laughs> Patty. 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 So because the one, the black sheep of the family, the one that y'all call a bum, all of their life has came up and decided to turn a, a good vacation into an excellent, great vacation for themselves. Now y'all about to leave me stranded in Puerto Rico? Okay. Okay. And then there were theme parks. Theme parks were, for the most part, great. You know, that's another great memory that I have with my family. Um, we started out going to theme parks when I was extremely young, like when I was a kid, like even now, like as an adult, because I have Capricorn rising. So if you don't know much about Capricorn rising, basically we Capricorn is like that strict parent. Right. And so Capricorn risings, we typically grow up like super fast, like super fucking fast. Like, you know, it's the, it's the strong friend. It's the young adult. It's the one that's 12, but seems 28. Like, and, you know, even though, like, we grow up fast and we're an adult as kids, the more that we become an adult, that's when our childhood comes out of us. And so what's crazy is, as a child, I love theme parks. And we were always at Six Flags, Great Adventure, Dorney Park, Disney, like, always, right? And um, now as an adult, I really enjoy watching roller coaster videos. Like, I really enjoy watching theme parks. Like, I'm such a fucking... Listen, I have my comfort zones. Again, I'm a tourist. I Listen. And this is... Ooh. We're going to get into it. This is probably going to be long. It's probably going to be multiple parts. Because the way that now... I don't want to get too into it. I, I'll save it for later. But I'm going to just say that I'm so appreciative of who I am now. I'm just appreciative. And so, you know, theme parks were so legendary and iconic for me growing up. Because... I love going to them. You know, it started off where we would always go to Six Flags Great Adventure every every year because my aunt was a police officer. And so her job would always be like doing like a police event, you know, every single year. And then that's how it started. Then we would go to, what do they call it? Uh, Halloween Fest, Fright Fest. We would do that. Um, every time we vacation, you know, we would usually stay in like Florida for a couple of days and then do the cruise ship thing from there. But we would stay in Florida for a few days so we could uh, go to Disneyland and, and Universal theme parks and, and, and you know, Bush Gardens, like, there were certain times of my childhood that were lit. You know what I'm saying? And that's the point of me explaining all of this now because this pod isn't meant to be a trauma bonding podcast. It's meant to be a full spectrum. It's good and the bad, right? It's good and the bad. Like, I'm not here to completely shit on my family, but we're going to talk about real experiences, right? And, you know, a real experience was theme parks. It was something that... That my soul as a child, like I was not afraid to get on um, roller coasters at all, at all. But you guys will find a lot more out about that with the one about theme parks. But that's definitely another one of my great memories that I had, you know, dealing with my family. Um, you know, especially because too, like when when my when we would go to Six Flags for my aunt's little police fair day. They always did like a police cookout, and the food was always like I'll never forget. This is how you know I'm such a foodie. Come on, Taurus Fourth House, I'm such a fucking foodie. Okay, such a fucking fat ass. Okay, oh, stay tuned to the one about food next. But 
I can remember they had the best fucking hot dogs and the best nacho cheese melted sauce. And I remember because we would be under this tent, right? And crazy enough, this is where I actually had my first fucking drink, okay? Because it was it was right when I was 11 or 12. I'll never forget. My mother was drinking a Corona and I... And she could deny it to this day. She could deny it to this day, but the Corona was sitting right in front of her and she saw me grab it. And she acted like she didn't see me grab it because we was at a cop of it, okay? Ain't nobody going to jail, okay? And I said that to her before. I said, bitch, you the reason why I'm an Alki now. You, you are the reason. You gave me my first fucking drink. You may not have handed it to me, bitch, but you opened it. And you saw my hands touch it, and you did not, you ain't, you ain't pop my hand. You ain't pop my hand. Well, she must have knew she was going to get popped back. But I'm saying, you saw me reach for the drink, and you ain't do shit. Okay. So, listen, this is our problem now. But that's one great memory I have about doing the theme park shit. Um, and the hot dogs. The hot dogs was fucking amazing. And then they had this nacho cheese, and I would always. Listen. Listen, and then another thing too, listen, again, my family was very fucking cheap, very fucking cheap. So when we go to the theme parks and shit like that, it's like, oh, bitch, we already got the KFC ready on deck. Fuck is you talking about? Okay. I'm from Jersey, from Jersey. So the Great Adventures at the time, they had like the little outlet malls or whatever. So if we want a Six Flags Great Adventure, bitch, uh uh-uh. We not getting nothing in there because we, uh-uh. Ain't nobody got money for no turkey legs. Ain't nobody got, bitch, I am the turkey leg, right? Okay, we would show up with a bucket of chicken. High in that shit and, and our fucking bras and, and, and boxes and shit and show up with a case of what, like, my family did not play. Again, cheap, but we still, we still had fun. You know what I'm saying? Still had fun, still made the most of the experience, but very fucking cheap. Very frugal. Very frugal. Um... Yeah, definitely wasn't the, the type to do the carnival games and shit like that. Uh-uh, mm-mm. Not the carnival games, not the food, uh-uh. Because their thing was, listen, bitch, y'all hit a ride rise or y'all hit to act like y'all at a state fair. Because if that's the case, we could save a lot more money and not come to a theme park. We could wait for the fucking county fair to come. So if y'all gonna come here, get that ass onto a ride or we could go. Especially since they didn't ride. Like, my family was characters. Okay. Moving it along, <laughs> moving it along. Family reunions. Uh, family reunions was another uh, memory of mine's. Another memory of mine's. Um, not really so much growing up necessarily. It's something that I kind of realized after post me leaving my family. But I think more so for me, too, because, again, my family liked to travel a lot. So even though we only did, like, one big-ass vacation, we would still travel a lot. And so, you know, there would be, like, little hidden pockets of years where we would have, like, a like a family reunion. Like, you know, all of the young cousins decided to get together or some shit. And when I say young, bitch, I'm not talking about, like, people my age. I'm talking about people like my mother and my aunt age. Like, they're... they're age people and listen y'all know how family reunions go we don't know none of these motherfucking people but uh, y'all say we family so cousin what's up okay we all gonna wear the same shirt and eat a lot of food and maybe get drunk and dance for the day for the weekend right but i don't really know y'all like that but this is cute this is cute right that type of vibe because the kids don't know each other we don't give a damn and we don't give a damn about these old people but all of these old people swear that they knew us and saw us take our first step and oh lucille i remember when you used to Bitch, we don't know y'all. We just we just here for the food and here for the shenanigans, and the gans, okay? And so that's really what it was for me when it came to family reunions. Like, I mean, it was it was exciting to see some. Like, honestly, I only knew about like two people. Honestly, like if we talking people my age, 
that I would get excited to see. Yeah, I had one cousin, two cousins that I, I would be excited to see. But other than that, I would just say, okay. Because, see, here's the thing. Capricorn Rising, again, I've always been an adult. I've always been super mature. I've always thought differently. You know what I'm saying? So even when I was 12 years old, I'm like, why the fuck do I give a fuck about motherfuckers who don't give a fuck about me 364 days out of the year? But on this 365th day, I'm now supposedly supposed to give a fuck because of the word family. That never made sense to me. It never, it ne like, it never, like, my, again, that's why I say whose ideas and values and traditions and who's instilling all of that into you? Because that whole American, that, that and when it comes to black families and we got sick together, that, it never fucking made sense to me, you know? And so I would only really be happy about family reunions because it was more so of the fact that, like, okay, we're leaving Jersey, we're taking a trip. On our favorite rocket ship, okay? Going down south, road trip, okay? That means food on the road. The food in these areas used to be popping. Listen, that's a whole video. Woo! The one about food. The one about food on the road. Listen. Okay, because I was more so excited to go on family vacations and, and family road trips because that meant, okay, are we going to North Carolina? Are we going to Virginia? Because you know, listen, niggas, they always live in nigga neighborhoods, Okay. I was happy to go down there to go to places like Captain Mayflower, which was like the seafood buffet or Captain George's. And, and you know, and like I was excited for that shit. OK, and excited to be swimming in a pool since, you know, my aunt pick and choose every other year when she wanted a pool at whatever house she was at at that time. You know, so it was shit like that that I give a fuck about that. Other than that, I didn't give a fuck because I'm just like, I don't know y'all. I don't know y'all. Um, the fun in it for me was, again, the food and just the traveling experience, period. But, like, after this weekend, we're not going to talk again. So, it was like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But, again, that's what, when I go back to family, what does that look like for you? Like, like whose who's traditions and values and, and, and definition of family are you upholding? And I knew, even at that young age, that, yeah, just because you kin to me or just because we got the same bloodline don't mean I got to fuck with you or respect you or even like you. You know what I'm saying? And not that I was disrespectful to anybody or anything like that. It just set the tone for me like, okay. Okay, we came from the same vagina at one point. Okay. What does that mean? So then you're moving on to like things like grocery shopping, right? That was another fond memory of mine's. Um, and I guess I got tired of saying with beauty supply and fish fry runs on Saturday. That was another favorite of mine's when it came to my family. And this is more so of like in the latter years, because when I was a kid, you know, obviously, you know, my mother's going to take me wherever she goes, you know, she's getting her hair done on Saturday. Okay. I'm going with her. Da, da, da. Back then it was more of like a, obviously an annoyance because I'm a kid and I just want to be at home watching cartoons. But when I got older, I realized how much I enjoyed things like that. Right. You know, as you start coming into yourself and, you know, and I'm talking like post like 2016, 2017, like, you know, just kind of starting to get little hinklings and inklings of who I might be, but not really even like, because honestly, I didn't truly, truly understand who I was or why this shit meant so much to me rather until post leaving my family. But, you know, I like to grocery shop. I like to go food shopping. Um... And 
you know, that's how my family was. My family did errands a lot. You know, you could always bet that every weekend there would be something that needed to be done, whether my grandmother needed to go to, go to the doctor or, you know, somebody had physical therapy or somebody had this, somebody had that, somebody got a hair appointment or, um, you know, even after I, listen, because remember what I said, I was on YouTube, da 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 motherfuckers was envious with the money and the vacation and shit. And, you know, try to put them on to crochet and hairstyles and all of that. No, 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 no. Took them months and then eventually they became hooked and probably still wearing the shit now. And so I say that to say that, you know, for motherfuckers that told me I wasn't going to be shit and I tried to put them on to natural hairstyles and shit. Because, listen, I was rocking crochet and doing all of that shit in 2014, 2013, way before it became popular, way before it became popular on YouTube, you know, which is why... Hell, the first video that I put out on YouTube was a crochet hairstyle. And that shit had did, like... I'm not even going to gas it and say a million. I think it probably did, like, half a million views. But that shit had, had did crazy views because I showed people how to do crochet in a better, more natural-looking way or whatever. And, you know, eventually, you know, my mother and my aunt, they, they became addicted to doing natural hairstyles because they started going through, um, I'll just say, a hair journey of their own. Which is, this is crazy too. It's crazy. Because there's a lot of instances in which, and maybe we can talk about the one about humility where I can bring that back up. But there's even a lot of instances, like even if we go back to when I was talking about cruise vacationing. Because I remember how for every bad that they said or did, how God will come right in and either humble them or bless me. Because... I was being facetious when I was talking about the plane tickets, but I do specifically remember how there was a moment where, you know, I just knew like, okay, niggas is mad that I got money and I'm not dependent on you and I can actually live an adult vacation. And I remember very specifically, it was something very nasty said and done. And then, Everybody was like at the back of the plane. Mind you, I think this is like spirit. And I remember very specifically how I go up to check in my ticket. And the lady at the gate basically says, hey, we have these amount of seats that's available up in, I don't know how the shit works. First class economy. I, I don't know. I just know it, it was in the cheapest seats and it was up in the front of the plane. That's all I know. And a much better seat with much better, like, whatever. And, you know, it ended up being available and they ended up giving it to me, you know. So, it's crazy how the whole humility thing works because even when it comes to the hair, as much shit as my family used to talk about my hair and me wearing big hair and why you doing this and third and da-da-da-da, y'all the same bitches who two years later was begging me for hairstyle tips and I'm going to the beauty supply store to help show y'all what's in, what's popping. I'm doing y'all hair. Like, you know what I'm saying? And and I'ma just say it through age and, and other things. Now now you have to depend on this shit. And now you have to depend on me. So it was just I don't know, just me speaking right now just made me realize, you know, moments in which, yeah, humility did end up coming around to bite that ass. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Um, but yeah, 
the beauty supply store runs, we would do probably every other week. Um, and then we would always go and get like fish next door to the beauty supply store and go grocery shopping and things like that. And I'm starting to get emotional way too early into this pie, but we, we would go grocery shopping, you know, a lot. Um, especially towards like the latter part of my lashes being there. And I'm going to, I'm going to go way deeper into that about why I needed to go to the grocery store every single day. Um, but I found a lot of comfort in that. And, you know, even with things like that, that was just another situation where what should be good memories for me, it's another situation where it's conflicted, where it's like, there's good and bad. Because it's like, you know, I'm enjoying going to the grocery store and hearing, you know, my mother and my aunt complain about prices and and us trying to figure out what because a lot of that shit I still do like I do that now with my friend <laughs> like you know what I'm saying so it's just like a lot like it's crazy how like there's moments where it's good but then at the same time it's bad and you will definitely most understand what I mean by that in the next episode the one about food like expe- specifically when it comes to grocery shopping because I don't want to give everything away but that was one thing. And then, you know, we would run all our errands and do all of that every weekend. And then, you know, if we weren't getting fished, then we were going to a restaurant, you know. And that's something that we did since, you know, a child. I thought I was living a life, bitch. Like, every lobster, every, every fucking weekend and Outback. And, yeah, I grew up on that shit. Y'all bitches had McDonald's. I had Red Lobster. I had Fridays. I had Applebee's. I had every chain restaurant. And that's what we would do faithfully. Like, my family loved them some seafood. They loved them some Red Lobster. Like, faith. Fucking late. Now Olive Garden, they ain't really fuck with too much like that. Um, but Red Lobster, oh yes, oh yes, yes. I, I, yes, yes. Because my mother loved, my mother loved. Uh, oh, let me get emotional. Oh my god, this is why. Mm, this is why it was so hard to fucking do this episode. Because it's just like so much good, but then just the bad outweighs. And that's why this shit is so long because I'm trying to give I'm trying to give good to humanize these bitches. I'm trying to give some good to humanize these motherfuckers. Okay? Because they are terrorists. <laughs> okay? But it just sucks. It just it just sucks because things that they probably think that I didn't even notice or care about. I still remember. Like, my grandmother loved Admiral Feast. She loved Admiral Fees, loved to get her. Um, actually, I don't even know if it was necessarily Admiral Fees because she loved fish, but I don't ever really remember her getting fish from Red Lobster. But she would always get shrimp. That was definitely her thing. The Admiral Shrimp. I think that's what it's called. Um, my aunt would bounce around, would try different things. So it's hard to necessarily kind of pinpoint one thing for her because she would bounce around. Um, I know that she loved a, a. I know that she loves an entire vinaigrette salad at Outback. I know that. Um, when it came to my mother, Ever Lobster, she would always get create three, and it would be steak, salmon, and scampi. That's what she was. No, she was on steak, shrimp, and fried. No steak salmon and fried shrimp at first then she started switching it up throughout the years and realized okay like if i do a pasta and a steak and fried shrimp like it's a lot better whatever um 
you know, just a whole bunch of random shit that I'm talking right now. But my point is, is that restaurants was our thing, especially since I was a little kid. Like I remember me and my cousin would do this thing where we would go into our mother's phones and text each other. Like, so for instance, right. My cousin would go into my, my aunt's phone and text my mother like, Hey, dinner tonight. And then I would go into my mother's phone. Mind you, my cousin is like eight years older, but you know, so he like 14 and I'm like eight doing this shit. Like, but we was there with it because we wanted to go out, bitch. We wanted to fucking go out. And so, you know, I would uh, go through my mother's phone and be like, yeah, bitch. What, what you, well, not bitch, but yeah, what you want to do, da-da-da. And then he would be like, da-da-da. And, like, that actually worked a lot of the time. Like, that worked. That worked. And I don't know how the fuck we would pull it off. Like, it just worked. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like one of us would just take call and then go hand the phone. Like, I would call my aunt and then hand my mother the phone. Like, here, she on the phone. Like, you know, type shit. I don't know. But it worked a lot. And then eventually they caught on. And then eventually they stopped just stopped caring and would just be like, fuck it. Let's do it anyways. Whatever. And then as time went on, um, you know, we, we stopped going out as much. It would probably be like two times a month as compared to like once every weekend or whatever. And that definitely affected the downhill of the family, I want to say. That was that definitely contributed to the downhill of the family. Another thing was cooking. They started getting extremely lazy. Extremely lazy. Um, my family hated cooking. Like they And I grew up like eating their food. Like I love their fucking food. Like I love their food. Even though it was basic as fuck. It was basic as fuck. But it was good. You know what I mean? Like, it's just home-cooked meals. Like, home-cooked meals. And again, like, now that I'm, like, 29 and coming into myself, now I realize, like, oh, shit, Taurus, fourth house. Like, you love sentiment, you know, the sentiment shit. And and you love a home-cooked meal. Now I get that. But, you know, for them, they would always complain ever since I was a kid that... You know, I gotta come home and I gotta cook and da da da. And it's just like, bitch, you a fucking parent. Shut the fuck up. This is what the fuck you supposed to do. Like, why are y'all complaining? Like, why are y'all complaining? Like, it was one thing for my grandmother to cook and then stop cooking, you know, with older age. But the way that my aunt and my mother would complain would just be ridiculous. It's like, y'all are the fucking matriarchs of the goddamn house. Like, it's understandable that you gotta be the man and the daddy. And that's, that's cute. But y'all are the fucking head of cook the fuck cook cook, you know. And so that ended very early on because they would start complaining early on. So you know that's part of even how I started learning how to cook and just deciding to be like, okay, fuck it, because I'm not gonna sit around and starve because you want to sit and be fucking lazy. Like, bitch, I'm twelve and you mad at me because you don't want to fucking cook. And so obviously, the older that I got, the more that had became like a staple. Where it's like, no, you grown, you old, you y'all can do for yourselves, and da 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 da, and that definitely affected holidays. That definitely affected holidays because you know while holidays used to be like this big grand thing growing up, again the older that we got, the older that they got, it was just like, no, why the fuck are we cooking and da 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 da, and so you know things that I used to love like cookouts and and us just throwing shit on the grill and that shit like that stopped. It just stopped. It just stopped because they got lazy. They got lazy. And so, you know, when it came to holidays and shit like that, 
Um, even that, like I said, it used to be like a big grand deal. And then, then it became like, okay, just get the mains out the way. And then of course they would always complain, but then do it anyways. But you know, it just was what it was. And so I wasn't somebody that was really being that I wasn't really close with my family like that. Anyways, I wasn't really big on holidays. Like I've never been a holiday person ever. And, um, you know, that's part of why, too. You know what I mean? Like, because if y'all going to sit and complain throughout the whole fucking holiday season about who you got to buy presents for and, you know, how much you got to cook, like, y'all take the fucking joy out of it. Like, the fuck? And it didn't help that my mother's birthday is, you know, right at the end of November, usually around Black Friday, usually around Thanksgiving. It's just like... Y'all take the y'all suck all the joy out of Thanksgiving by complaining about cooking all day and shit like that. Then when the holiday fucking comes around, somehow, some way, all of that frustration and anger that everybody has ends up going towards me, and I'm always the laughing joke, the butt of the joke, the the one at the at the at the fucking dinner table that everybody is picking on. And so it all like every holiday used to end up with me just, you know how, you know how people have. Like, they, there's these memes and shit every, every holiday where it's like, you know, you have those cousins that you go out to smoke with and y'all go dip off. I am that cousin. It's me taking me outside to go dip off for my toxic family because I don't want to be the butt of the joke at the table. I don't want to have to sit at the table and defend myself. I don't want to have to, why don't you have a job? Why you ain't doing this? Oh, you could be doing that. Or when you going to, like, I don't. So it's me. I take me outside for a smoke. I go to the liquor store and go get me a fucking bottle and get as drunk as I can. And then as older as I started getting, I would say, fuck it. Okay, I'm here for the food. I got a bottle and I would go to New York. And that pissed them off even more because it's like, why the fuck are you not here? You're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be having family time. And it's like, why the fuck would I sit in here and have family time when y'all have been complaining all goddamn day and, and leading up to this shit. You know what I mean? So it's like holidays stop being fucking fun. Don't get me wrong. When I was a child, again, trying to humanize and add some balance, right? Don't get me wrong. As a kid, again, cheap, but if I wanted a PS3, okay, either I got it or my brother got it. But it was in the household. You know what I mean? So when it came to like gift giving and shit like that as a kid, you know, I definitely got most of what I wanted. Not that I wanted much. I was an easy kid. I was an easy kid. Like, I, I don't care about shit like that. But, you know, when it came to gifts and shit like that, eventually got it, yes. But, again, it's everything that it takes to get there. And the more older that I turned in the later years, I, I guess money started being hard and it was less about gifts and more about, I, more about, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's move on. Let's move the fuck on. So we already talked about American family values, right? It's the white pick offense. It's the nurturer, the provider, the three kids, the oldest son, the the older daughter, and then maybe a, another son and daughter, maybe a dog, maybe a cat, the white pick offense, nice little suburban family. That was my family. My family was dysfunctional as fuck. My family was toxic as fuck. But my family was all I knew. My family was all I knew. And so when it's all you know, that's all you deal with. But see, I have this thing. 
And it's crazy too, like how, again, how connected I am with astrology now because I'm so aware and I've always been so aware. Again, Capricorn rising, like I started off as an adult. And so even as a kid, right, even as a kid, I knew like, okay, certain shit is not, even as a kid, I just knew like certain shit is not acceptable. Certain shit should not be happening, but it's happening. So let's try to figure out a way out of this. And so I dealt with a lot of childhood trauma, a lot. A lot. But again, when we talk about American values, when we talk about traditions, and even though I clearly was not growing up in a traditional household and there was a lot of dysfunction, when you talk about traditions, when you talk about values, whose values are we talking about? So since I'm not white, since I'm not in a white American family and and that's not my MO and I'm living in the hood or I'm going to the school in the hood, this is all I know. And black people. We tell our, 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 ourselves, we tell each other, we tell our peers all the time, oh, blood is sicker than water and you never go against a family and, and you know, you, that's always going to be your mother and you, you only get one mother. And we, we tell ourselves all of this shit that is bullshit. That's bullshit. And I've always known that since I was a kid. I've always known that because when I think about a lot of the things that would be said to me when I think about a lot of the things that would happen that was done, I was like, no, this doesn't this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel like something worth holding on to. You know, I can't even count on my hands how many times I tried to fucking run away, like, or how many times I thought about it. Like, no. No. Absolutely not. And so now when I think about shit in 2022, like I'm 29. Just about to end my Saturn return in maybe about six months, right? Your Saturn return is from like 27 to 29. And that's when you go through like the most life-changing shit. Not to mention we had the pandemic. Like a whole bunch of shit happened. Whole lot of um, astrology transits. Then my North Nodes were transiting and like whole bunch of shit. So everything that's happened to me the last couple of years was always going to happen. Right, It was always going to happen because it was destined to happen. I was always destined to break free from my family. And at the age that it happened at. And throughout my life, I had seen so many things. And so, like, even now as I'm speaking about the whole Saturn return thing, there's, like, a pre-Saturn return. Like, there's, like, a half-Saturn return, then, like, a full-Saturn return. Now that I'm thinking about it, the, the pre was when I was around 12. And, yeah, 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 that's when I got exposed for liking a boy, mm-hmm. and I was about to run away with him to long. What was it? Long Island, Staten Island. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember, and that's when I knew officially, like, oh no, I'm done. I can't. I gotta. Mm-mm. This ain't right. This ain't right. But I say all of that to say, like, over the last couple of years, I've not only grown up myself, but even the work that I had chose to do. You know, I'm I'm doing a lot of psychology work with with clients and helping people through their trauma. And I'm noticing that the one common denominator is childhood trauma. And childhood trauma is inevitable. <coughs> it's happening to everyone. 
to everyone. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter who you are. Like, everyone has trauma, and it all stems from childhood. And people love to lead with their race or lead with their gender, especially black people. Y'all do this shit a lot, and it gets on my fucking nerves. Like, stop saying as a black woman. Bitch, don't nobody give a fuck. Because as a white woman, as a gay woman, as a trans woman, as whatever you want to insert into it, everybody has trauma. And if we spend a lot more time trying to heal and learn from each other's trauma and, and help heal each other... Rather than trying to have a race Olympics, uh, when I say race Olympics, I, I literally mean like, like running. Like, instead of us trying to have like oppression Olympics, I feel like we would be a lot better off. But no, but no, but no. And so I see a lot of themes that fucking happen every single day where people are ignoring their trauma, and trauma is inevitable. It all stems from the environment that you created or that was created for you when you were a child and whatever themes and whatever lessons and whatever that was started then. Nobody is born racist. Nobody is born homophobic. But guess what? If your parents are, if the environment you're in is like that, then that's what you're going to grow up to become. You just are. Just like if you were born into an ignorant, you know, household, you're going to grow up and fucking be ignorant. You're going to grow up and be a fucking bigot. It is what the fuck it is. And so I don't like that because see what ends up happening is that that racist, that homophobe, that person with this undealt with trauma, you know, eventually you go through life and that manifests through your relationships, through your dating life, and this, that, and a third. And now at your grown ass age, now you coming to me, throwing me a bag saying, Aubrey, can you help me out? Why am I like this? Or what's coming in my future? And da, 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 da. And now we got to unpack said trauma that happened from childhood when we could have just made it better from the start. And see, that's where... This podcast comes in, that's where my mindset is now because I see so many people, you know, we kind of touched on this earlier, but I see so many people that cheer and y'all campaign for bitches to be single mothers and I will never fucking understand that. And wait to the end of the you you also understand why I'm so passionate about that, but I will never understand it. Like right now, I know Amara La Negra was on Love and Hip Hop Miami last season talking about how she wanted a baby. But she didn't know because she didn't know if she was going to be with this boy. And then camera stopped filming. Show goes off. Months later, she not even with the man. And she got twins. Everybody cheering her the fuck on. And I'm like, why? Bitch, you are dumb. Yes, children are blessings. But that situation is not a blessing. Why is anybody having children? First of all, out of wedlock. We could go there. We could go there. We could. But I'm not. Not necessarily saying that I... That, listen, maybe I should say that for the one about marriages. And I'll save it for that. Okay? But it's less about wedlock and more about what foundation do you have in place? What community do you have in place? Like, y'all just want to have kids just to have kids. And me, as somebody that's grown up into a toxic family... Especially dealing with a toxic mother who all of my life and to this day, I still cannot figure out why the fuck she hated me so goddamn bad. Just because you could procreate does not mean that y'all should. And that is the angle that I'm coming from, especially with this podcast and especially with this episode and especially now in life. It's like just because you can procreate does not mean that you should. Just because you can have a baby does not mean you deserve to be a parent. A lot of childhood, a lot of, a lot of trauma stems from childhood. And maybe because I'm a life worker, I'm a healer, astrologer, therapist, whatever you want to call me. Maybe I just view shit differently because 
those same children that's going through said trauma is going to grow up to one day become my client. And it all starts back with the environment you grew up in. And a lot of times, that environment is within a family environment. So let's talk about minds. The universe played it out in such a way where at this same exact time, my adopted cousin was coming back into into the household because there was even a thing with that where she was around for a while and then they sent her away because she was too problematic. And it's just like, oh, her energy met your energy and y'all would rather deal with your own than somebody else. Like, again, trash, trash. The problem is y'all. <laughs> the problem is y'all. Y'all go into a foster system. If you care, you care. But no, y'all didn't care. Y'all cared for a check. And we're not even talking about as a woman. No, we're talking about as a child. I remember being a fucking child that had not even reached double digits. And I'm being accused of fucking grown-ass men on the internet. And immediately in that moment, I knew. I knew. Yes, Phil, this not going to work. 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 I never wished or wanted a father. And I didn't need to. Because I was too busy wishing for a fucking mother. Like, yes, your father may be physically dead, and we cannot change that. Your mother may be physically dead, and we cannot change that. But what happens when your mother is standing right there in front of your face, but is still given physically dead? What, what, like, what do we do about that then? Like, why do you hate me so much? Like, why? My whole entire family is trash, including the, the, the new family that I tried to create. In what fucking world do you create a fucking child and a mother of that child says no i'm gonna cut you off instead of your toxic family it's like literally my whole life has been about xing me out of the picture showing me why i don't deserve a seat at the table showing me why Ooh. i ain't gonna do it i ain't gonna do it we're not gonna mess up my makeup and that is where we're gonna wrap this thing on up now, I want to thank y'all so much for listening to Let's Start There. If you hated me for that opinion, don't worry, bitch. I got way more where that came from. So make sure you show some love for your new favorite podcast by leaving a five-star, bitch, a five-star review on Apple and Spotify Podcasts. New pod episodes drop every Monday and Wednesday, along with the video version released 24 hours after, with the full video version on Patreon immediately. So make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel for all things Scott Santana, and go ahead and subscribe to the Patreon so you can get those exclusive goodies and the full version and you know the bonus content and like i always say fuck it up ho but i'll fuck you up ho until next time my love my babies I in the mirror, most of them are fitting part of the brand. If you ain't nothing, I